Rod's family. I'm Kevin Wesley, man. I just did a dope interview with Real Life Street Stars. Man, don't miss it, man. It's a powerful build. Real life street stars, man. We got a situation here, man. Uh, we got, yeah, thank you for clapping it up. Thank you for clapping it up. Uh, we got uh, the infamous or famous, well, I don't want to say infamous, but Kevin Wesley's in the building, man. Let's just go with that. Yes, sir. Um, real quick, what kind of criticism do you get most for some of your most viral moments? Um, is it people supporting you or just people going against you? Is it men supporting, women going against, women supporting, men going against? Like, what's the general consensus of the type of feedback you get whenever it's, it's both man i'll get uh men and women who agree uh and disagree alike you know what i mean so I, I think it's weird but my platform is actually about uh even with men and women it may be 60 40 maybe 55 uh, 45 something like that but um that's very if, good if it's about religion um i'm going to get a lot of uh contention on the side of anybody who doesn't agree with the religion that's regardless of gender but even with being polygamous man i'll get men who come out and say the same thing as women, you're a misogynist, you're greedy, save some for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Um, with that being said, uh, for those who may not know you, and we're gonna introduce them to, to you now, uh, tell them a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Um, uh, we always like to know kind of what kind of childhood you grew up in, like two-parent household. Did your parents stay together? Did you have brothers and sisters? Were you the oldest, youngest? Kind of take us through your uh, location and kind of your generalization of coming up. Okay, uh, so I grew up in this really small town. It's about an hour outside of Charlotte called uh, Rutherford County or Forest City. Real small town, man. Uh, but my uh, my mother ended up passing away when I was three years old. All right. Um, Condolences. Definitely. That's a thank you. Ended up growing up with my grandmother. What, and what did she pass away from, if you don't mind me asking? Cancer. Cancer. cancer actual stomach cancer. Oh, wow. We, we, and when I, I found out when I got older, we all had a gene that, that she passed on to us. And so many of us had to get our stomachs removed. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. So I've got three brothers and three sisters. Wow. Uh, my mother has five children. And in my outside of her, I have two brothers uh, on my father's side. Mm, you know? Okay. Yeah. So um, let's see. So, yeah, I grew up in that small town raised by a grandmother who was also raising 15 other children. You know? Wow. Um, yeah. So was yeah. your grandmother, uh, did she have a husband or a guy that was like in she, your she, life? She, yeah. So she, she had she had a partner who was in her life. I don't think they were married, but. Uh, we just called him by his by his. We had a nickname for him, you know. Okay, uh, you know you what I mean. But we did we did get to grow up seeing an interactive relationship. So you had multiple a multitude of brothers and sisters around you, um, older, yes, younger. So my 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 mother um, on my father's side, she has three children. She has two more children with another guy. Okay. Yeah. So my three my my sister and brother live with my grandmother along with a bunch of cousins. Where yeah. my two sisters, who was who was by my mother's first husband, they grew up in a different home. So, so I, I grew up with my brother and my sister. And these, your brother and sister, are they older or younger than you? Well, my brother's older and my sister's younger, so I'm the middle. Okay. So the reason I ask that, because most young men kind of find their sexual prowess um, seeing stuff that goes on either with cousins or older siblings, where they kind of take from what to do or what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um and again, we had uh, Charles Whitey here, and uh, he was making the fun of it, where he's saying like, "Man, I, I grew up. He was a single child, but he went to his cousin's house, and that's where he seen all the, all the shit." Right. And uh, I talked to a lot of people. They'd be like, "They go to family house, and that's where they seen stuff that they don't normally see at home." Um, 
were you exposed to anything early on as far as just like sexual behavior from either your older brother, uh, maybe your your grandparents didn't care what they did in front of you, uh, cousin's house, anything like that? No, not at all. My grandmother was actually very modest. You never heard her talk about sex. You never saw her be, I mean, I never saw her kiss my, who, who we would call our grandfather. You know, mm. so they never did anything uh, interactive with each other. Uh, no I don't, PDA. Even, I don't even think they slept in the same room, man. It was a weird relationship. Oh, that's old school. They, I love Lucy. Yeah, they Ricky, they Ricky and Lucy with <laughs> Listen, man, they, they made it work, but it wasn't something like, you know, what, what I would call a harmonious relationship. So basically what I kind of learned is how not to do it. I watched uh-huh. my, my aunts and all the type of relationships they were in. And I said, I know how I'm going to hold my relationship. Mm. Okay. Mm. So with that being said, um, uh, let's go ahead and get right into it then, man, because, you know, uh, we you're here in Dallas. Uh, you were w- w- amongst a panel mm-hmm. of people to discuss. Um, I believe it was relationships uh, uh, in general. I forgot the name of the actual topic of conversation, but it was about relationships and things of that nature. Uh, can you touch on as far as uh, who was on that panel with you? Um, some of the other people that were there from what you remember, if you can. OK, well, um, I, I didn't get as familiar with the uh, panelists as I would have liked to. Okay, but um, I can say it was a def- definitely a mixed crowd. This okay? was a mixed crowd, right? So, but I, I like that. I think that's very interesting because you can ask a question and then you're going to have totally different, uh, diverse opinions, and then we can kind of build on that. But uh, there were some moments in there that I didn't, I didn't expect. You know what I mean? So let's talk about it. You okay. you were representing the pol- the polygamist uh, portion of that, where you are you have two wives, I mm-hmm. believe, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, two wives uh, living in the same household? Or? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, we're going to go through there. Okay. Um, there was a, a Sydney star mm-hmm. uh, representing the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Amber Ali, of course, from the Jocelyn's Cabaret, which I guess is more the free-spirited Absolutely. Uh, community. Um, I believe it was, uh, I think it's Taurus or um, who was the... Yeah, Taurus Wells was uh, the the BDM uh, submissive, uh, ultimate submissive, I guess. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, obedience to the T. Um, and then, of course, uh, we had Sonetta there, um, of course. And he had just a wealth of just knowledge of, from his long-lasting relationships and, you know, his multiple uh, situations that he had to go through as far as getting to where he was at. Absolutely. Um, and so there was some conversation that was going on, man. Uh, before we even get to it, uh, there was one moment where um, Sydney Starr, uh, try to put you on the spot asking you, hey, man, if uh, I'm transgender and I was talking to you and didn't let you know up front mm-hmm. about me being transgender, um, I forgot the way she phrased the question, but she was like, what would you do? I think let's just say that. And she said, what would you do if I didn't tell you up front? And you had a very interesting response, man. Can you just kind of fall back on what you said then? Well, basically it was... Um what would I do if she told me up front? So if some guy walks up to her and, you know, finds her attractive, asks her out or whatever, and she goes, look, I'm trans or whatever. Uh, if I were that guy, I would thank her for telling me the truth. Like up front, thank you so much. You know, but if, if she did not tell me and I found out after the fact, she would definitely bring the worst out of me. I would feel raped. And I, I don't think that's right. I see a lot of men, well, of course we, I don't say a lot of men, but you know how we, we, we're definitely against rape culture men on women, right? Dominating yes. um, women. Uh, but I'm finding that a lot of these guys go get their body changed and they're still doing the same thing in a different way. That's still rape. If a man does not know that you're a man, you're raping him. He did not consent to sex with a man. And if he finds out that that's what he did, it's not that he will end your life. That's but, what she was but, saying. Like, I, but what he may do to you may end your life. Yeah. Because he'll be so infuriated. Yeah. And that's, I think that's any woman, if she, could, if she had the strength 
to beat the crap out of that man, even if it means beating lifeless, she would if he violated her. Yeah. So a man in that moment is gonna, he's gonna snap. He's gonna lose his mind. So, so I think that's very dangerous to play like that. All right, let's do it like this. Um, I wanna get your thoughts on just the panel up there. Um, uh, and we can just kind of go through it, but um, let's just start with like a situation with Sonetta, um to mm -hmm. where, you know, he said he was in, I believe, a 35 year marriage mm -hmm. at one point. Um, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, decades of marriage, um, how healthy that is, um, how to keep that going? What are your thoughts on long lasting marriages, um, how it works, mm -hmm. if there are things that doesn't work in it? Um, what are your thoughts on someone who goes through a long lasting marriage? Absolutely. So that's that's my goal. I believe that we should have long lasting relationships, uh, have children that we raise up into their adulthood and grow old together and then pass on uh, what we uh, earn in our lives to our children and create that legacy and lineage. I think the problem with relationships is that they they end um, after a short time, you know, and sometimes even after you've already had children, which I believe you shouldn't you really sh should work as hard as you possibly can to maintain that relationship. You know, so um, the fact the simple fact that we're aging and not maintaining these relationships is why we're ending up uh, old and alone. I keep saying life is about stages. And by the time we get to our winter, our our old age, we don't even have the children that we raised anymore. We didn't raise them to be able to take care of us. And we didn't maintain the relationship we was in. So we often end up passing away in a funeral, I mean, in a resting home or a retirement home or on the side of the street. Do you believe um, uh, divorce should exist? Like, should divorce be a thing? Because I do. I okay. do. Um, f for a certain, f well, people got to have their freedom. So I, I wouldn't even say that, you know, um, people shouldn't be able to get the divorce if they if they want it. But yeah. in some cultures, man, divorce is not even a word. It's not even a word. It's That's what I said. Word, in, so. in the Western culture, the thought of saying, I want to get married, but in the back of your mind, if this doesn't work, I could get a divorce. Right. Um, it kind of taints the whole concept of marriage. Right. Um, so with that being said, if let's say divorce was not an option, mm -hmm. do you think people would get married as quick or as often as they do? I believe that men would still, I think more men would want marriage. Yeah, men like if, ownership, if, men if, like if ownership. leaving them was, was not an option after they've already invested, had children with you, because you got to think for a man, divorce is a nightmare because a nightmare. typically they don't end up with their kids in the home. So just think about if a woman, um, say she opt for divorce or the man could opt for divorce and take the children. What if we lived in that world? She would be very afraid of, of marriage yes. because not only are you leaving, you're taking my children. And we're the only ones person who, who stands to lose our children just off her whim. So if men were told, okay, if you get married now, it, it's, it has to stay together, it has to work, I think more men would, would, would want to do that. I think a lot of women nowadays, they may have some concerns with that. Yeah, no, yeah. most definitely, most definitely. Um, okay, let's move on to, uh, I believe, Sydney uh, uh, Star was there representing the trans community. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts as far as um, just in the trans community in general, as far as, you know, uh, the rights that they're wanting to, of course, obtain. Uh, these are technically men that are, uh, has identified as women and they're fighting more for the women rights side of things. Um, what do you see when you see transgender? Do you see a man? Do you see a woman? Do you see someone lost? I mean, like, what do you see? What do you see? So uh, no offense to anybody out there who, who is trans, but I live in reality. It's, it's very difficult for me to call a, a man a woman, uh, regardless of what of the changes that he's made to himself. I'm always going to see a man, uh, even with the um, people choosing whether you call them him or her and all those types of things. I may, I may, I, I'm going to say I may, I will call you what you want to be called, but I'm going to see you as the gender that you that you that you were born born with. 
you know, I'm old school, man. So I imagine that um, by the time I'm 60 years old, 70 years old, talking like this, I'll be canceled or canceled for canceled for uh, for not saying the things that agree with the social norm. You know what I mean? Most um, definitely. I think it's scary because you, if you think like um, who was it? Donald Sterling. He had said something. Uh, to this girl about black people, of course, right? And he ends up losing his whole team and all these things end up, end up happening. He gets suspended and all this type of stuff. Right. When, when really he was raised back in the day when that type of thought was acceptable, right? And so now the teachers and all the peers who he grew up with, who kind of gave him this mindset, uh, programmed it into him. Now he's an old man and all those people are around dead. <laughs> and, he, and now he has this, this, this thought and the world has changed. And yes. now he's racist. Where in, 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 you know, back in the day, that was how you thought. So I find myself in that situation now when I'm asked about questions about social norms. Um, if I say, hey, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. Now I sound like I have a problem with people. But that's how I was raised, man. Yeah, no, it <laughs> seems know, like, so. um, again, I go back to Western culture because it seems like uh, in, you know, there's parts of Africa and things of that nature. Um, uh, they're like there are no tolerance. There's right. some there's some countries that have no tolerance, and it's funny because there's invisible lines when you mm-hmm. look at government and states and countries mm-hmm. where you like, hey, this is tolerated over here, and when you cross this invisible line, this is not tolerated, and it's just like it's just a thought process of that. It's just crazy. Um, your your nationality. Um, are you? Do you have the sense, or do you know? Have you did your DNA to kind of know what tribe you're not. from? Okay. Not. Uh, you should do that one day. You should do that one day, just just in case. Very interesting. Um, Absolutely. So let's move on to uh, let's say we had uh, Amber Ali up there, who of course represents uh, you know the bad girl type era, the young girl who is more like a city girl. You mm-hmm. know, let's just say the city girl type who's more freely promiscuous and things like that. What are your thoughts on women who now claiming their sexuality and just being more? out there with their sexuality because this was not something that was happening you know uh, a couple of decades ago this is mm-hmm. brand new and um, you know we're, we're coming across to it so what are your thoughts when you see like the city girl type mentality so I see that like I see uh, men who lose uh, kind of connection with their masculinity you know what I mean so um, don't get me wrong there's always been you know loose women and there's always going to be loose women you know and that's why I was saying last night a man should choose a woman who is suitable for marriage. There'll always be women out here who carry themselves like that, but it wasn't praise. You're absolutely right. Uh, the reason that it was shamed was because it is a detriment to our community. It leads to hookup culture, and that's why we have all these children out of wedlock. Oh, man. You know, so if we be honest, women have a superpower. If they raise their standards and they weren't so loose, men would step up to earn them because <laughs> we love women, man. So we're going to do it, whatever it takes to be able to have women around us. So if women had these standards all the way across the board, not, not we can go and find somebody who don't have standards because you know, all men would step up. And if men decided I won't deal with a woman who's loose, women would step up. So we all can change our reality by changing our standards. That is facts. That is facts. Um, so moving on to like Taurus, um, where he's in the, I guess you call it the BDM, the, um, you know, the ultimate submissive mm-hmm. uh, to where, you know, um, during the interview, um, uh, one of his submissives, I guess is what you call it, uh, came there and, you know, she nailed uh, and, you know, by his feet and stayed there until, you know, I guess he told her to move. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on those extreme relationships to where the balance of power, let's say, is on such an extreme level to where it works or do you feel it doesn't work? 
Well, if, if there's harmony, I always say relationships are about the people in them, right? So some, some woman who's in a relationship like that, she may want that in her life. And a man who, who has a woman like that, he may need that in his life. If, if what they found is each other, it's absolutely perfectly fine. I will say though, in that position, it would, it would appear that the man is in a position of power because she's kneeling there and she's waiting until he says so for her to leave, right? Yes. But I always say to women, your meekness is not your weakness. So a woman with that much femininity, that much grace, she literally can get that man to do whatever she wants him to do. And she does it with a soft voice through loving on him and being there for him in every way that he needs. She doesn't have to make demands. He'll do anything he can. If you had a woman that treated you that way, you'd go to the ends of the earth for her. Oh, and I always yeah. say, women, that's your superpower right there is being soft. The softer you are, the more capable and responsible he will be. Mm. We, do, we do want to be everything to our woman. We do. No, without question. So uh, let's go and get into it then. Um, with just what you stated regarding the panel itself, um, let's flip it, man. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as when it comes to double standards? Um, let's just start with that scenario right there where it's submissive to where, what is your opinion when you walk into a room and you see a man kneeling at a woman's feet and you know not moving and a woman having full power over that man? What do you feel when you see something like that? Now, it would be easy to look at that situation and judge and be like, bro, you're not even being a man. But I always say relationships are about the people in them. <laughs> so if, if that man, for some reason, wants that in his life and she's happy with that, who am I to step against that if they have harmony? Right. There you go. So I wouldn't I wouldn't judge that relationship at all. I, I would say that him being on his knees for her probably gets the most out of her and yeah. her sitting up there being who she is to him gets the most out of him. And before we even go on to the other double standards, I meant to actually touch on your situation mm -hmm. as well. Um, you're in a poly lifestyle. Uh, tell us as far as um, how long have you been living in a poly lifestyle? Uh, how did it come about? Was it always something you wanted? Was it something that just generated in itself? So uh, I was married. I was, I've been married to, to Jamie now for in all, a little bit over 20 years. But when we were married around 14 to 15 years. We separated. My heart wasn't in it. I had a, uh, a, a lack of understanding of what marriage should be. I thought it was about the emotional feeling of love. And when I felt I didn't have that, I left her. You know, uh, I, did, I did still take care of the home, her, and my family. So you left. I left. I left. Um, how, how, how was that? Most men will not leave. Uh, mm -hmm. They'll wait till the woman is fed up and leave. Right. You opted out. How did you opt out? You just one day said, hey, you packed. You did like a woman and packed all your bags. <laughs> she came home to an empty house. Or how did no, you do no. it? <laughs> all right. So basically, man. Um, so we got married when I was 19, 20. OK, we got married by her mother, who was a pastor at our church. Mm. Um, she was a minister at our church. And she married us in front of our first apartment. Right. Um, around two years in, I have a meeting with our pastor and I'm telling him I'm not happy. Uh, I thought marriage was more more than this. We had a child uh, very early. Yes. And so we, we got married because we wanted to do the right thing. OK, yeah. uh, she was a very good woman. She treated me right. And so I was like, if you treat me right, I'll, I want to marry you. And it wasn't really marriage based on love. You understand? Okay. So uh, here I am thinking, OK, I don't feel this passion. Uh, it's hard because I'm young. Wait, we got a so child. You said it wasn't based on love. Uh, was it based on looks? Was responsibility. It, uh, responsibility. Well, of course, she was absolutely beautiful to me. We were, we were together. Yes. Right. But. When we had a child, you got to be responsible. Yeah. So would we, would we have gotten married at 19 years old if we didn't have a child? No, we would have gotten married later in life. You know what I mean? So yeah. when we had this child, I wanted to be there and have my child in the home with me, raise my child. So I asked her to marry me. Right. Okay. So that was the right thing to do. It's the wrong thing to do to, to leave over emotion. But I, I probably brought her to that point maybe three times having meetings with our pastor, telling him I wanted to leave. And he would always encourage me, you know, you stay, you stay in a marriage. 
it's not about how you feel. It's about the covenant and the commitment. So I would make it last, you know. Um, but at year 15, I went to Jamie and I sat down with her and I just told her, look, I, I, I got to go. I'm just not happy. And she said, I understand if, if she was tired of me, you know, sitting her down and having that same conversation every two or three years. And so finally, she just said, I'm not even going to argue this time. And if you go, I guess you go. And I told her I would make sure that she was taken care of. Uh, she always stayed home and let me you know, be, go out and be a man and work and take care of everything. So I wasn't going to leave and her not have the finances that she needed. So I made sure all the bills were taken care of while she did what she needed to do to get set up for that. She didn't fight. She didn't get put up no fight. Um, I mean, she she definitely cried, but she wasn't going to gonna do all the begging this time. She wasn't going to please yeah, no, don't leave me and stuff. She'd done that before. No, no, no. Keep but, sweat this time. No, this time she was she I guess she'd been hurt too many times and brought to that point too many times, which, you know, I understand. Man. You know, and I'll be honest with you. If she had said, please don't leave me. I wouldn't have left. Wow, I, I would have never left. If just she, the if words she right there. She would have just, mm -hmm. hey, don't do it. I wouldn't have left because I knew I was wrong. I knew that, you know, she already, she already given me three children. And here I am saying I, I'm going to leave you because I'm not in the emotion of love. Like, I felt wrong, all that. So if she had said, look, I really want to be with you. Please don't do this to me. I would have stayed. So tell us about um, that time frame as far as the moment you are, uh, the moment you are now newly single, mm -hmm. ready to mingle. Out in the world, to, to, to walk us through that. How, how is that? You know, you getting back to the world, man. That that was a shock because um, meeting Jamie so young, she was always uh, an anomaly. Just always very soft, very feminine, very soft spoken, just very sweet. And when I got out there and started dating, I saw a side of women that I didn't even know existed. You know, I got to see what other brothers was telling me about. But being married since you you know, 19. And then I, you know, I was dating and out there when, as a young teen, but being married for 10 or 15 years and getting back out there in your older age, 30, 30, 34, 35, you know, uh, I'm saying a whole different type of woman, man. So the type that'd be argumentative and, and, uh, kind of toxic. And I never, I never had that before. So the new relationships I was having, they were very turbulent in how those women would treat me back and stuff like that. Yes. And so um, it made me really value the relationship that I had with Jamie, you know. But at the same time, I was um, I was always dating more than one woman when I was when I after I left Jamie. Right. So okay. I was always dating more than one woman. I knew that you were uh, balancing multiple women. Like, well, because I wasn't in a in an actual relationship. So a man out here, I always say a single man. Yes. Is going to have as many women as he can have. Yeah. Well, he'll take as many as he can get. Till he, and that's till how he... I know that we are naturally poly. I've never seen a single man just say, I just want to date one woman. Single men want to be with as many women as they can get. Well, like, not, oh, So let's talk about that because technically, if you're saying, hey, I'm talking to this girl for a week, mm -hmm. it was cool. Now, I mean, I'm single. Mm -hmm. Now I've met a new girl. I'm, I'm talking to her for two weeks. Mm -hmm. After that, I might go back to going from week one. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, after about a month of that, I found a third girl, mm -hmm. which... Is that technically, I mean, because I'm like, you're technically just dating at a rapid pace mm -hmm. and you might be backsliding to different situations, but you're technically still single. Not saying poly, because to me, poly is you're like, you're really taking care of two men at a time. Is that what, were you trying to please satisfy multiple women like while you're single? Like I'm Keisha, Brenda, Leticia, Don. So, yeah. Were you like, you, damn, okay, okay. Well, that's yeah, that's as that, poly as it gets. Voice. That's poly. Yeah, that's as poly so, as it gets. <laughs> even though you're not uh, in a in a committed relationship with those women, a structured relationship, the fact that it's more than one person that you're dealing with, sleeping with, interacting with, that's what makes you poly. So that's the biggest difference right there. You know, so um, a lot of, a lot of people they look at it like and say, well, if I'm not in a committed relationship, then 
that means I'm still single and I'm not poly. But monogamy is meeting one person and staying with that one person forever. That's it. So the moment that you have a second partner, you're now poly because you've, you've now been with more than one person. You see what I'm saying? So if, if you look at how men date, you might not be dating all of them at the same time. But here's what happens. You're dating this woman, this woman, this woman and this woman. And you're not making those relationships last long term. So what that builds in men is low discipline. So we haven't maintained a relationship long term with one woman. And so what will happen is a man who was dating a bunch of women on and off like that. By the time he gets in one relationship, even if he truly loves her, he may not have the discipline to go, you know, years and years without without cheating because he's made a habit of sleeping with many different women. So what he'll say to himself is, I want some strange. I want some strange. It, 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 some, it brings something out of him because he's made a lifestyle of this negative habit. And that ha all habits. Um, are Is gonna, it a negative habit? The same. Well, it's a negative habit when you go from that to being in a relationship because okay. you should be disciplined in a relationship and be with the person that you promise that you promise yourself to be to. You shouldn't cheat on them. Well, so let's talk about it then, because technically there are some relationships where they're open, you know, and right. I, I don't think we had any open relationships up there where it's just like, hey, y'all could go. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's are, open. Are they open? Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I that, it, and, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, so they invite new people in and stuff like that as well. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I need to talk to him. <laughs> I need to talk yes, to him. So the open relationship is like, no, you can. There's no such thing as cheating. You can't. Right, but that's well, no, you no, I guess it, there, right? there are levels. You can say, right. "Hey, you can." Yeah, it's open, but I like to know who you're. You know, just let me know that you're doing it. When you're lying and being deceitful, I guess that is cheating. Yeah. Um, going outside the boundaries of your commitment is cheating. So. Going outside the boundaries yeah. of your commitment. Um, what if people don't actually make a verbal commitment? What if it's never something like that's stated? This is what we are because that's what some people like live in lingo limbo. Mm -hmm. And they never actually say what we are. They just assume, I guess we're dating. Mm -hmm. um, and then they go into a marriage. I guess I'm going to marry you. But they're based on, again, Western thought process that once we're married, they don't even have a conversation about should we go poly? Should we be open? Um, they just go off the assumption that, OK, we're married now. Um, but there's nothing in the verbiage of marriage saying the sanctity of one man, one wife and this. It's just all about, again, Western philosophy of what marriage is. Once we get married, everything is cut off mm -hmm. unless it's communicated. Mm -hmm. um, for you going, and I want you to go through the story as far as how it became Polly, because what happens is a lot of men at home are probably seeing your life and wanting to experience it. Absolutely. But they don't know how to go about it. Either they've been with their person too long or it's too new or they just not, they don't know how to verbiage it. You know, mm -hmm. most people who get in like, let's say threesome situations, uh, it's normally the girl picking and saying, yes, let's do it, versus the man saying, hey, I want to threesome, uh, tell Keisha come over here. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more so the woman because, you know, we are, like you said, here to please the women. Mm -hmm. um, how did you go about even accessing the poly lifestyle with two women? Like, I'm sure Absolutely. it's a conversation. So to your first question about people being together and not really expressing what the dynamics of their relationship are, I don't blame women for that. I blame men for that. Uh, I think that's um, a man not being masculine. And it shows uh, that he's indecisive if he can't tell a woman what type of relationship he wants. Um, men are the gateway to relationships. So you should know what type of relationship that you want with these women and tell them straight up what it is you're looking for. And women love when a man can, you know, be honest in his decision making and tell her his plan because it shows that he's put a lot of thought into his plan. Um, so a man who's dating a woman and he ain't really telling her what it is and he's not really committing and she don't really know, she shouldn't deal with him. She shouldn't deal with him because that's a man who's not truly 
interested in, in, in investing with her. If you really wanted a woman and that's the woman for you and you know you wanted to marry her, you're not about to not tell her. So if we're not telling you, it's because we don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm just being real with you. A lot of times a man will not tell a woman, I don't see you as wifey material and he'll keep sleeping with her, you know, but if he saw her as wifey material, he moved, he moved way differently. You know what I mean? So, so if a woman, if a man sees a woman, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. you blame it on a man. Uh, he does go into a relationship where he is saying, I'm committed to one woman, but he's interested in trying. He should the- always be up front. And that's what I did. So uh, while I'm single, right, I'm, I'm dating, I'm dating, and I'm, I'm learning about just different things and different relationships. So I'll come across Polly. I like how that sounds. I realize that I want Polly at some point. So what I start doing is every woman I sit down with, every woman I'm dating, I'm telling them what I'm looking for. If I hit a woman up on, on uh, in, in her inbox or something, I ask her, what type of relationship are you interested in? There's poly, there's monogamy, and I ask them all straight up. You know, um, Some women would say no. Some women would get, get to the dinner table, we're having a date, and when I explain it to them, I'm greedy, you're never gonna have that. I always said, all I need is two women to agree. So if every woman, every woman disagrees, and I find two to agree, I still get my poly relationship. Yeah, I think so it was they, uh, uh, Amber Ali who disagreed with what you were doing saying that mm-hmm. no it's technically it's two women mm-hmm. um and uh, uh you found two women to agree but mm-hmm. before you go to the next point in that scenario where a man is with a woman he's thinking of poly he's already in a relationship and he brings it up he, he communicates mm-hmm. and she's not with it obviously he he's with it because he wants to try it right but she's not with it so now he's stuck in a place to where she must know that he is looking into wanting to something, like you said, try some strange mm-hmm. or at least see what that's about. But she's not with it. And now the dynamic could change right there. Absolutely. Should he walk away from that situation and just say, hey, I'm going to go find myself because you're not with this? Or should he try to say, let me curb this appetite and you know suppress it? to be with the woman. I, I do love this woman. I mean, I just want to try something new, but I don't want to mess up a good thing. So I say that's based on um, where, where that relationship is. If they have children and things like that together, they're already married, he should curb that appetite and stay and, and love the one that he's with, you know, because that person didn't sign up for you changing, you know, your, your life. And, all that to, and if they wanted to leave at that point, they could. Take me for instance, I have two women and they came into this relationship saying they didn't want any men. They didn't want no other man but me. And, not. and so, many, so, so many women say, well, what if I want a man? Then if I don't want a woman who wants a man. So I'm not going to be mean and say, I can have it and you can't. I just rather have women who don't want that. So that way yeah. I never have to have a problem with it. That's more the so, open relationship. Right. Uh, you know. So situation. if they did come to me and say, hey, I want to actually have another man, then that would be polygyny, not polygamy. So now we would have to separate because I'm not going to have another man in my life at all in any type, in any capacity. There is so a, there is a viral video of a woman who has uh, three men. Well, she had two men mm-hmm. and then she introduced the third boyfriend mm-hmm. and they all just had to get with it. She's like, we're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that video was going I, viral. I saw, yeah. yeah, it was like a crazy situation. Well, what do you say as far as if you wanted to add a third party into your situation? So we, we are closed. And so because we've already agreed that our relationship is closed, I wouldn't betray. I wouldn't go outside of that. I would, I would know that I'm, uh, I'm trying to change the dynamic that we all committed to. You know what I mean? So we, we joined in. I said, I want you two to be my wives. And, and that's it. That's the end of it. So I, I'm not out here on the prowl looking for other women to add other women to it because we got that type of. Yeah, but I said, could you handle three women, do you feel? Like I'm just sure finance, finances, you know, just, just the mental, you know. Sure. Can you deal with three separate, a totally different woman? Because, you know, Finesse two times had three. 
Sure. And then he lost, I think he lost one or two, like back to back. But you could keep it up for a while, you think? Yeah, I could. Okay, okay, okay. Um, for the two you have, um, and I'm sure people at home want to know how this works. Mm. How does it work as far as when it comes to uh, catering to two wives, their needs, whether in the bedroom, whether mentally, emotionally, when it's talking, um, do y'all talk in groups? Is it group mm-hmm. sessions? Is it my, you got 10 minutes? You got 10 minutes? I mean, how is it a schedule? Break it down for us, please. So we're structured in like a schedule. Um, but the way, the way you maintain healthy relationships with both is the same with any man who uh, is dating several women. So if you, go out on a, if you go out on a date with a woman, you're going to learn her personality. You're going to, you know, kind of... Um, interact with her the way she, you know, in a way that she brings out a certain sides of you, right? With a different woman, you may act a little bit differently. Now, you're going to still have your personality that's that's not going to change up. But the way you treat her, the way you talk to her, certain things, the way y'all interact, that's going to vary based on the, the girl that you're with, right? Yes. So it's always going to be that you got to account for their personality. So I'm not going into a room trying to say the same exact things to Lacey as I do Jamie or vice versa or take Jamie to the same places Lacey likes to go. It's about being fair, but not um, exact. You don't you don't take this person to the same place or do the same thing for this person. You learn what they like. And if any man who out here ever had two women in a dishonest way, they could go out, be with this other woman, give her everything she wanted, yeah, be happy, church is and then go home and their wife never know. <laughs> right. So they, they are able to, to do that. And women do that too. Women play dudes for a long time. They play dudes for a long time. <laughs> they play dudes for a long time. So it shows we do have the ability to do that. So how do you handle like date night? Do you go on poly dates as far as, mm-hmm. hey, we're both going to be on this boat ride? Yeah, we, we go, we go, we do, we do poly dates. That's, that'll be on our weekends. Uh, but we're, we're structured like on Mondays and Tuesdays, Jamie and I spend our, our time together. And on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Lacey and I do. And then the three days after that, I spend my time working, spending time with my children. And then and the nights I, I alternate on throughout the weekends. Um, you know, uh, there was a, a, a cult mm-hmm. uh, that existed where a guy, you know, had 30 wives and he mm-hmm. was trying to do the same thing. I think it was it was too much on him. Mm-hmm. Um, do do your wives uh, like each other? Do they come in together and say, hey, you know. No, sir. They, they, are, they are heterosexual. They are heterosexual. So they're, they're only with me. They have no interest in, in any other woman at all. Wow. Um, so they're just with me. Yes, sir. Man. Um, so people find it funny when I tell them I'm, I'm a poly man who have two wives who live with him and I've never had a threesome. Wow. Ever. That's crazy. Did you not want one? Everybody um, wants one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you go to IG, um, and what are their names again? You have some beautiful wives. Um, yes, sir. Jamie and Lacey. Jamie and Lacey. Beautiful mm-hmm. wives. Um, you're not just be like, man, let's call Jamie here. Uh, hey, let's get I, Lacey. I would never disrespect like that. Wow, that is disrespectful. <laughs> These are your wives, sir. Oh, so just now, just imagine, just imagine you, um, let's just say you're dealing with somebody who you know got a man, but you like, what your man got to do with me sort of thing, right? Yeah. So you know she got a man, but you, you know, you will, you will come through there whenever she's free, right? Yeah. What if she was to say, let me call my hubby and bring him in here. You yeah. heterosexual, right? Yeah, that'd be wild. So that's gonna be that's, so. <laughs> that's, if I'm asking, okay, let me bring this heter- this other woman in here to a heterosexual woman. That's as, offen- as offensive as a woman asking me, "Can another man come in this room right now?" <laughs> so, do they ever ask about how the other was treated or like how you did with the other one in bed? Like, let's say if your stamina no. wasn't up the next day, and they <laughs> no. have a question like, "What did y'all do before?" Or it's totally separate when it comes to intimacy. Like, you're there, I'm over here. Absolutely. So we don't we don't do it. We have different, totally different floors. Um, they don't they don't go to each other's rooms and knock or nothing. They don't want to hear anything like that. So 
Uh, they know I have two wives. Uh, you know, they know I'm married to each of them, but yes. we don't discuss uh, the inner workings of sex at all. Do they cook together at least? Like, they do. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna say so. Mm-hmm. Outside of they go grocery shopping together. Yeah. Do they now go shopping have, for clothes together? They do. Okay. Now we have two different kitchens. So uh, Lacey, she is not vegan. Well, Jamie is. Okay. Right. So Jamie and I have three children, and so she's going to prepare food and things like that for the children who are vegan. And Lacey, she prepares food for me and herself. And of course, we have a baby on the way. But yes. every Sunday, we Congrats cook a big meal together. So what we sit down at the table and eat. But they are, so they are friends. Absolutely. Or cordial, let's mm-hmm. just say. Friends, um, cordial, all that. Y'all are raising children in the household. Absolutely. How many children? So I have three children with Jamie, a 21-year-old daughter, uh, two sons, uh, 17, and six, or 17 and 16, yes, sir. And then a baby on the way, a son on the way. Okay. With, with, um, with Lacey. How do the kids... Except uh, because even now they're getting older. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been married, of course, for a while. Um, as they come into their adulthoods and their relationships, are they seeing what you're doing? How did how do they accept it? And are they are they practicing it themselves when it comes to their relationships? So none of them are practicing it. I think if they're all saying they still would like to be monogamous in their lives, um, but they all love the situation. Uh, they love Lacey. They love having that other person there that kind of offers some different things than their mother does, you know? So it's kind of like having, um, I guess you tell a child who went through a horrible divorce, who has a stepfather and a real dad, and they see the benefits in having both of those men in their life. My children are the same way. So they find a a great uh, friend in Lacey. Uh, They more so treat her like you would say an auntie. She's a sister wife. So um, if they can't get something from Jamie or go to her right away, they'll they'll go to Lacey. some things, some things, some conversations they'd rather go to Lacey about um, where where uh, some things they'd rather go to Jamie about. So um, it's really beautiful seeing how they interact with Lacey and seeing Lacey uh, so lovingly uh, work with them as well. So and Jamie and for Jamie to allow it as well, too, uh, before Lacey and I ever got pregnant, uh, Jamie was celebrating Lacey also on Mother's Day because yes. of the role that she played for our children also. So. How do you manage like even birthdays, like gifts, like outdoing what like they might say, oh, he bought me the Versace robe and mm-hmm. oh, he just got me a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you manage the the, the pleasing <laughs> outside of intimacy, the pleasing of each woman? Do you try to do you personally try to equal for both? Like I'm a, whatever I do for you, I'm going to do for you. And it won't ever be a competition. So they'll have th- different things that they want and desire and that they're not far off in terms of what the cost of that thing is. So I'm able to get them both exactly what they want. But w- the way we do our celebrations is it's very different, man. Um, if a birthday's coming up, uh, we'll, we'll all go to the stores together. And of course, the leader person with the birthday at home, we all go out and together and get them something nice, uh, something thoughtful. And we all present those gifts to them uh, on, on their birthday. You know, so it's a family thing every single time. It's kind of like um, what you would call, um, what is it, what they call it, the Santa Claus thing where you, you draw names and buy gifts. Right. Uh, we, all, we all go out and uh, do, a, do a gift, tell the person why we got that form, why we, thought, why we thought of them in this way for their birthday and things like that. But yeah, the whole family is, is, giving, is catering to you on your birthday. Can you see yourself um, getting old? Um, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just, I just love this conversation because there's so many scenarios. Um, if one wants a divorce for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, would you look to replace? Like, are you stuck into the poly lifestyle now? Where you're like, okay, uh, Lacey, we're gonna try to find someone else if Jamie wants it. Like, not saying again, I'm not watching nothing on that, but I'm saying sure. if one wanted to get out of it, um, would you be looking to replace over time 
someone to come back in there? I think so, yeah. Um, but that would definitely be uh, based on how quickly wh whichever wife would stay would be wanting to move because, of course, she would have taken a loss too with us being left. So we put up, it's not just about that person. Man, we invest so much into this relationship that if a person, one person left, we'd all be devastated. I've turned um, each one of them, including my children, into a stream of income. So if you're, you're thinking like if you as a man is, is the hunter, if you have a, a wife coming to your, your family, now you have a gardener, right? If you have another wife, that's, in, that's another garden. And so all these things come into place if, you've, if you should ever get injured hunting, right? And they, and they come into place when it comes to leaving an inheritance to your tribe. The main point is to try and generate wealth so you can have life and have it more abundantly. So if you put all that into a person, like a man would pour into his wife, make sure that she's stable, she has all she needs, create businesses for her, has her this huge income, and now she leaves, that's going to hurt the whole unit because you banked on that income being there for the future. Yes. Right. So both parties will both parties will probably be hurt that this person left. So what if like the divorce was caused by you based? I mean, wait, where you where are you? Where, what state are you in? Uh, I'm in Georgia. Georgia mm -hmm. is. Are you legally married? <laughs> I mean, is this no, a, you cannot do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so, find so, the crap out of you. So y'all just jumped over the broom. And so what we do is we I did a personal contract with Lacey and Jamie and I already had been married since I was 19. OK, so legally mm -hmm. is uh, you said a personal contract with Jamie. No, with Lacey. With Lacey. Mm -hmm. Legally, is she entitled to anything if Absolutely. you messed up and she wants a divorce? Or not even a divorce. Uh, is she entitled to anything as spousal support uh, for common law marriage? I don't, really, I don't know, man. I'm confused. Absolutely. But she's entitled to something to get back on her feet. Uh, Absolutely. Through the government, they would look at her as in, yes. Absolutely. And I'd encourage all couples out there to look into what is called a cohabitation agreement. So okay. This is even for the people who who move in together and they practice in a real relationship, but they're not actually married, a cohabitation agreement actually protects both of you guys. So while you're working and investing in each other, nobody's going to be left high and dry um, after investing into the, um, after investing into a relationship that probably didn't earn marriage. So um, Definitely. yeah, look into that. So let's go ahead and do it like this. Um, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, Jamie and the baby's father, mm -hmm. Um, do you not worry about them uh, ever wanting to uh, I don't want to say step out um, but let's say cheat and the only reason I ask it because you recently posted a video on your Instagram where a man uh, found his woman cheating and he said I'm going to go approach her mm -hmm. and ask her are you cheating on me if she lies we're done but mm -hmm. if she if she would have told the right. truth I would probably stay. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, before you answer that question, what are your thoughts as far as one of your wives maybe ever getting courted by another man outside of what you see, like just somebody trying to interfere in y'all's poly situation? Uh, you know, if she if she's courting another man, like, is like letting him take her out on dates and giving him her time and energy, then uh, she's already ended the relationship. So uh, she shouldn't be sending signals or anything like that to any man if she's married to me. There you go. So she she ended the relationship if she cheats on me. And, and Jamie and I, all of our children are together, so there's no other man in the picture. But if if I'm cheated on, I'm leaving. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You, you have to have loyalty. So with that being said, if there was a situation where cheating is involved, is it an automatic end of a relationship for you? Absolutely. Um, so I would make sure that all parties know if you decide to be with this person, 
you're ending this relationship, especially if I find out. You know what I mean? So okay. yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tolerate somebody who would lie to my face and then go do something that could actually bring me back something that I can get if I'm going right. around sleeping with anybody myself. So, so I think if, if you're in a relationship, uh-huh. you should be protected from getting STDs and things like that that can come along with hookup culture. And so yes. if you're with somebody and they're still subjecting you to that, they don't deserve a relationship with you. So what if the old adage, uh, you know, I slipped and fell on his, and she tells you, like, hey, I messed up yesterday. This, I had a couple of mimosas and one thing led to another and it happened. And they tell you, mm-hmm. and they are definitely apologetic and you can see they're sincere. Could you consider saying, okay, they could get a one-off. I'm not telling you. No. I'm not telling you to get a one-off. No, no, I'm not, no. I'm not no. promoting no kind of. But no. I'm just asking: can can your love over like your love? Can it? Can your love conquer that? Like, no. uh, it, it, I'll say like if if um, I'm willing to lay my life down, uh, work to resource and protect my wives. If I have the promise of um, of their sacred womb, I don't want them sharing that with any other man. I don't want no other children coming into my my life. Uh, that's not through me. I don't want them sleeping with any other men. So, yeah, if they if they were to do something like that, like I said, I would look at that like um, you you ended the relationship. That's absolutely something I would not tolerate. Okay, okay. That that would be like me um, having another woman that I'm going out and taking care of and resourcing, and them not know about it. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? The so, deceit, right? Uh, definitely, it's hard to get past uh, the deceit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, love is strong, but the, you know there are boundaries. Right. And that's why I'm poly. I believe in honesty. So I'm thinking, hey, you could have had whatever relationship you wanted. You should have said these things in the beginning. Right. You don't sit here and commit to somebody and then go do something else when they're not looking. You know what I mean? You also made mention of as far as a man, you know, you're still interested in women. You still look at women. Do you like um, I think you said it's funny the other day. You're like uh, as you're walking with your woman, some men will not look at other women like purposely look in the sky mm-hmm. and not try to look and not get eye contact. Do you walk and do you still look at other women? They look at you. Do you still hit them with the, uh, you know, the Rico Suave look? And like, what's the right. what's the procedure when you're out and about with your wife or wives and you see something of interest that catches your eye and you catch it? You know, there's there's a there's a look there. Right. So, you know how we always talk about how um, women oftentimes in relationships still want to dress half naked and seductive. And that man is often saying, put some clothes on. And she's like, you met me dressed like this. I should be able to, you know, they pull that stunt, right? Yeah. Especially with the Kiki Palmer type thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I always say, if I had a woman that did that, right? Yeah. And I can say, I don't like what you have on. I'm uncomfortable with it. Can you put on a little bit more clothes? I don't want to have to fight no dudes off with no stick. I yeah. don't want every dude ogling you when you walk by. Can you put something else on? If she says no to me and she says, I have autonomy, I got freedom of body, then so do I. Wear what you want and I'm going to look where I want. Oh, damn. She wouldn't like that. So okay. if, if we're walking and holding hands and some girl walked by that I like and I. Oh, his neck, neck broke. Her, now, neck she, broke. Now, now all of a sudden she'll understand where we're coming from. Yeah. You see, because if you can walk out here and have all these men looking at you, why can't I look wherever I want to look? See, damn. I'm going to be professional, respectful, and I'm, you're not going to find me staring at other women and looking at them. You there know? You go. And so my conversation would be, if you don't put something on, we can go out. Yeah. But. I'm going to look at women how I want to look at them as long as I want to lick, look at them. And when I do, I'm going to lick my lips and everything. Wait, so, wait, wait. Do you do that now? Do, do no, you? no, no, no. If okay. I had a situation like okay, that. Okay, okay, because okay. Because a lot of times, uh, women, it's, it's very difficult for them to understand what you're saying unless you can kind of show them what you're saying. 
You know, so I'm, if my woman was with me and I'm looking at a woman to the, so sexual to a point that where she's starting to feel uncomfortable and I didn't even care that I'm making her uncomfortable, my wife would be like offended by that. But if she walked by with her ass hanging out, a woman, <laughs> I shouldn't be offended that other dudes are looking at other dudes are looking at her like they want to do something to her. And I'm sitting yeah. here looking at these dudes. I can't say nothing. Oh, man. And she really putting this on me because she's coming out dressed that way. Man, cover up. Because that's go. for me. That ain't for all these other men. I even say if a woman is posting half-naked pictures on, on Facebook or, or social media, she's cheating. And if a man is liking and com- commenting other girls under her social media, he's cheating. Wow. So uh, a woman who thirst traps yeah. is if, cheating. If she got a man and she's going to put herself out there, show her breasts, her butt, she is saying, I want other men to want to fuck me. I swear that's what she's that's saying. That's what she, that seems like what they're saying. Yeah. And men are going to treat you different being in your inbox. And as a man, you don't want to see your wife up there showing half her naked body. That's like you up there right. throwing dollars on camera. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like you wouldn't present yourself that way. So you're saying a man also, what you say, a harding myth, what, what, what is yeah. considered cheating? If, if a man has a wife and he sees women up there in bikinis twerking and he's hearting it, telling her she looks good, he's cheating because see, he's making an offer. When a woman says, hey, I'm going to send you a signal. I want you to holler at me. That's her cheating. That's her being seductive. She's using her seductiveness uh, mm. to, to, to seduction to, to get you to talk to her. And when a man says, hey, you look really cute today, you got to think if, if she says, oh, thank you. And she says something back, that, that is him kind of working his way in there. So if I'm a woman and I see my man doing that, I won't have a problem with that. So y'all you have know? killed all flirtation in y'all relationship outside of what y'all do for each other. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, it would be embarrassing, you know, if I'm if I'm commenting to other women, telling them how beautiful they are. I could just tell my wives how beautiful they are. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, Derek Jackson? Um uh man, he put up a facade like a motherfucker. Um he uh he had his wife uh sitting there explaining how he was he wronged her. Um and then now she is actually she's dealt with enough and she's left him and I guess mm-hmm. he continued to do it after after their public apology. And um she said she got to the point where she would study women that he cheated on her, you know, her with. She would study their bodies more than herself because she was just so honed in on what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on him? And what are your thoughts on the woman to give him, you know, the once a cheater, always a cheater, uh, you know, things like that. So I think that that type of relationship, I, I blame both. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's not a capable man. He's not disciplined. You shouldn't keep dealing with him. He's going to bring, he's going to bring you to a place you never want to be. And that, and that, there it is looking at other women, sizing them up, trying to fit into this mold for this man. And that's not a safe place for a woman at all. Um, so she, she's wrong for going into a relationship and staying in a relationship with a man like that. However, he is wrong for how he's treating her. Uh, a man should always be honest. I always say, if you're a grown man, what's your problem with being honest? You, you, she, she can't kick your ass, right? Mm. Like now when I was a child, I would lie because I didn't want to get a whooping, yeah. right? But when you're a grown man, you shouldn't have to lie. Like a man should be disciplined to get to a place to where he never has to lie. So yes. if you cheating and you got to put, put your phone down because you know they're going to call you at the wrong time, right? Yes. You know the women that you're dealing with, they're not yeah, going to call they, they you until you walk in the house. Which you, well, they do. I think they do know better. I think they got a yeah, spidey sense. It's about dinner time. Let me, <laughs> I think they got a spidey sense that know when your ass gets home with your right. wife. Let me go call and send a text. <laughs> the most fucked up is all hearts. Thanks, <laughs> Start with the hearts. And they know when, they, and you like, you know, and you know too. You know yeah. when the phone vibrates that it ain't your homeboy. Like, uh, I don't know why we know that. <laughs> not really. Uh, I mean, I know not so to you got to check your phone like, you. but you're a grown man. Why yeah. don't you just be honest and have a relationship you want? 
Um, they say, uh, you know, especially when you're in a situation where let's say children are involved or you're really highly invested, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you paid for her college fund and you really just invested whether with children or money. Um, they say it's sometimes cheaper to keep her mm-hmm. and or cheaper to keep him, I guess, whichever it could go both ways. And they said, I'll deal with uh, I'll deal with the worst when it comes versus let me hit it head on. Tell you what I want. Let me just tell you what it is. And this is what it is. Um, let's not ruffle the feathers. Let's keep it to where we're, it's cheaper to keep her. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts as far as that mentality of saying what's, you know, it's the good, it's, you know, we got to sure. go left or right here. Sure. And it's probably cheaper to say, let me just continue to side eye the phone versus saying this is what it is. Right. So it'll cost you in the end. It will, it will cost you in the end, man. So if you are lying, if you are deceitful, if you were to ever get discovered, it, it, then it will cost you. So you may say it's cheaper to keep her. I'm, I'm going to deal with other women and not leave because if I leave, there's probably alimony. It's going to be a lot of money's lost. I'm probably outside the home looking in at my children now um, because, I, because, of this, because, of, I, I, this, because of this honesty. So why, why don't I just cover it up and keep doing it? You can do that, but if she finds out those those things that that you were trying to avoid will be inevitable. So you will lose in the end. Okay. Um, we got some questions. I definitely want to um, uh, shout out Monica uh, Genesis DJ Genesis. Um, you know she put together this whole meeting of the minds thing. Um, uh, we got into it. We didn't get uh, go through a lot of the questions. Um, but again, uh, for what she put together, we got, you know, through most of it. Mm-hmm. I want to just jump a c- couple of questions off. Um, you can have a long answer or fast answer. I just want to get a couple off as okay. far as, um, for those that may wonder how this could work, um, of your thought process. And, uh, w- one of those questions were, um, you know, uh, what are potential consequences of neglecting intimacy in a relationship? Uh, that person lashing out at you. Um, I, I posted a, did a video a while back of a woman who was denying her husband sex. And he was so angry and he was like saying, I, I need this. You don't understand. And she was just complaining about like, he just wants sex and I don't want to give it to him. I'm like, you know, that connection is divine. Like when you cut him off from that, you putting him in a state of confusion, pain, uh, all that. Um, so a man needs that emotional connection with his wife. He needs that. You know, so um, should a man be uh, if a man is married, mm-hmm. happily married, should a man be masturbating? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that they should explore their life together. At least she sh- she should masturbate him for him if they're gonna do. That. Yeah, yeah. Say, Richard, come on. What you got your dick in your hand for? You got, you're right, married. Right, you're married. Right, right. <laughs> Let me help you out with that. Let me help you out. Um, okay, okay. Um, another question was uh, um, how can you overcome uh, societal taboos and communicate openly about uh, like sexual desires and boundaries? Uh, meaning, of course you do want to push the envelope a little bit. Maybe something your your girlfriend told you about, like, oh, we tried this. Maybe bringing a sex toy into the uh, into the program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what would you say as far as to be open to those societal taboos of, you know, bringing in new and strange ideas into the bedroom? Yeah, I say it, it, you should definitely be open to to listen to what your partner likes when it comes to sex. I always say the bedroom is undefiled. If uh, I'm a very passionate person in my life, um, when it comes to speaking out, helping people, standing up for what I believe in, so I believe you should be equally passionate in the bedroom. You know, so get the most out of the experiences as you can by telling your partner what it is you like. You know, when it comes to sex. So, so we should be open to. Yeah. 
Okay, okay, okay. Um, what advice would you give individuals, a couple struggling with uh, issues of sexual compatibility? Uh, learn each other's love language. Love the, learn ask, language. Uh-huh. Learn their love language. So ask that person what makes them feel loved, what makes them feel wanted. Like, so, so like, you know, in life you want to feel loved, but yeah. during sex you want to feel wanted, right? Yeah. So if, if, they have an, if you're having this type of issue, you ask your partner, what makes you feel wanted? What makes you feel loved? Because what you're doing to make them feel wanted or loved may not make them feel that. So it's kind of like speaking Spanish to somebody who doesn't understand Spanish, right? right. So say a man might want to be talked to. He might want to be complimented about sexual body parts. It might turn him on for her to say, you're big or it feels good. And if, she, if he doesn't hear that, then it could kill his momentum, throw him off, make him think that, you know, um, he's not pleasing her. Same thing with the woman. If she's not being talked to or kissed on the way she likes, she may feel like he just want to, he just want to, you know, sleep with me. He ain't trying to really love on me. So he ain't kissing on or nothing like that. So she may feel like you kissing on her is more of an expression of love or seduction versus just going right into the act. So you got to listen to each other and what each other wants. And what do you say to when there's like, uh, you know, the girl be like, you know, go deeper, go deeper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm in his mind. I'm, I'm gone as deep as I can. Yeah, I, I give her all I, she got, Captain. I think that women should take that out of vocabulary. Yeah, that, that's ahead. like us saying, make it tighter. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of times, like, we don't know what you're... I, well, I think if she knows that he is as far as he can go, saying deeper is 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 wrong. Like, no, 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 <laughs> I'm saying, so she says deeper, he's gone as far as he go because so the compatibility might be failing there, but... I every, think he has every right to say, get tighter. Because, <laughs> look, if he can't go deeper, then the, then the only thing we can do now... Since you think that we can do this type of stuff, then you tighten up right now on the spot. You told me to go deep. They say you got to be able to hit the bottom. You know, I just think everybody's made differently. Stand up in it. Yeah. You know, just you probably can't, you know, you just got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. That's when you pull the little thing out. Um, uh, Man, that's funny, man. I got to ask them. How do you keep the spark alive in a long-term relationship or marriage? Um, as far as you know, where you're years in, years in, now, you can't, you cannot stop that communication. You cannot stop the communication. What you liked the first four or five years of your marriage, you may need a little bit more to spice that relationship up because y'all gotten comfortable with each other. A lot of us like to deny that that we do get comfortable with each other. Once you've had sex a million times, it's not as exciting as the first time. So now you have to kind of, you know, prep for sex. Say, say sexy things to each other. Get back on that. Tell each other you're missing each other. Tell each other you can't wait to see each other. You know, be romantic. Uh, yes. to try and spice that relationship back up. You is know, four, is foreplay really... dead, you feel? Hmm? Is foreplay dead? That a dying um, art? I can, I, can see it in, I can see it becoming dead in relationships that's, that's lasted a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when a man is with a woman for the first time, he's, so, he's more like aiming to please. So, and he hasn't had her, so he's going to want to do everything possible to her, but you know, if you've had sex with somebody a whole lot, you may start to kind of fall off of the, you know, the things that you were doing. And women, women do too. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's, I think it was an old school movie. Um, it was uh, "Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Deuce in the Hood," to where you know she pulled out the baby's food. Uh, he put out the hot dog, and and uh, you know, I don't hear stories like ice and strawberries, and I don't hear stories like that from the young kids today. And I'm like, I, I don't know if it still exists to where. You know, back in the day, you would do those chocolates and things. But I'm not, I mean, I'm just going off what I hear. I don't hear about it as much. Mm-hmm. Don't I know don't if, either. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's just a thing of the past. Yeah, I, I think we've lost, um, in, the, in the era where it's like, 
women are becoming more, uh, and I hate to use the word masculine, but uh, that's, that's what it is. Uh, and when that happens, they're not, um, we lose romance. So a lot of times when you're not really vulnerable in relationships and men are not leading with, um, with that type of work ethic to earn a woman, not showing her how he would treat her if she was his wife. So he's not buying flowers. He's not buying chocolates. He's not doing all of that because he's invulnerable, right? He wants to pretend that he don't really like her. He can do without her. So he's not really going to approach her like, hey, look, I'm feeling you. I want you to be mine and I'm willing to do whatever it can take to earn you. And she's not going to be vulnerable and tell that man that she really likes him and really wants to be with him. So she's going to kind of have an attitude as well. So I think that that kills romance because nobody's being honest about how much they into each other. Very I true. think they can really like each other. If you think about this, a man really likes a woman. He dates her. The next day he calls her to check on her. That was sweet. Oh, he liked me. Now he a bugaboo. Right now, yes. a woman expresses that she really likes you. Ah, she caught feelings. So everything positive and harmonic, we now demonize and look down on. So you shouldn't catch feelings. You shouldn't be a bugaboo. And all these things are natural. They express interest. They show a person is that the relationship is evolving. Okay, definitely. Um, with that being said, um, another question, and this is more for the, um, you know, just a general question of relationships. Um, how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance while nurturing a personal relationship? Like work, home. How do you cut off work, come home, and turn on, turn on the relationship part of being at home now? So uh, now I worked in sales most of my life. Um, and obviously now I do all my work is now online with my platforms and such. But um, I worked in sales and to, for me to be able to come home and be a husband at home and for me to go at work and be a salesman at work, when I went to work, I mentally clocked out from home. And when I went home, I mentally clocked out from work. So I'm not going into the home with what I just experienced in today. I'm going home to love on my wife and my children. So I wipe all that off and go home and perform. Um, I think all men should be, be disciplined in that area um, because we should be working on our utility. And that, be, that means becoming somebody so you can, you know, um, be able to manage a family. And so you should never lose sight of that. You know what I mean? So even if you bring somebody into your life, you should never lose sight of that work ethic that you have to have, you know? Um, and I'm just curious, even in a poly lifestyle, um, what, are you worried if something was to happen to you, uh, what happens when you're gone? Like if you were no longer here and your wives live beyond you, like what they would do because they're in a heterosexual relationship. Mm -hmm. How do you, do you know, are you prepared for what may transpire next with both of them and your family and uh, my concern when I pass is is uh, if I were to pass is that my family is taken care of and that I left an inheritance to them um, what they do with their sexual relationships after I'm gone obviously wouldn't be my concern I would be in the ground I, I can only ask for their loyalty and commitment while we are above earth right so above the ground so to death do you part <coughs> Well, there you go. There you go. Um, what advice would you give um, to those people who are in seeking new relationships in their late 30s, early 40s, going to their 50s? Because normally you met your wife when you were younger. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you kind of they you've you've known her for so long. Absolutely. Some people meet someone at 35, 40, 45, and there's a lifetime of stuff they don't know. What advice would you give them to get to know their partner quicker to even look into possibly getting into a long-term relationship or even marriage? How can they speed up the process? Because sometimes you can go three years hiding your real self in a, if you're that old, hiding who you really are. What advice could you give each party to you know kind of know someone when they get into a relationship at an older age? 
So I, w- I would say it, it is better to get in a relationship younger, I believe, and build your life together. But I'll say there are some benefits to meeting some a woman later in life um, because there's more questions that you can ask about her life to be able to establish what type of woman that she is and if she's going to be fit for a relationship with you. Same thing with a woman and understanding a man. I would say date with intent. If you're older, make sure you're asking questions. Make sure you, when you take her out on a date, it's not just fun, that you're not just looking to, you know, when you're a young man, you're just looking to, looking to make sure she likes you. But as a, as if you're an older, older man, um, you should always make sure that, you know, you ask that woman the right questions and you, you're paying for the date. Hopefully I'm a masculine man. I'm, if I'm, I'm going to ask you out, I'm going to pay for it and treat you to a nice evening. But I'm also going to ask you questions to see if I'm, I want to date you again, take you out on another date. And so I, I don't date for fun. I date with intent. So I think everybody should do that. Um, with saying that dating to intent, if the intent is to lay down with a woman, um, some men are expecting that you know, first date. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on the young men who expect to say, hey, I'm going to either one is going to be one and done or I'm going to meet you. And by the night, you know, I'm going to pick you up at six. Somehow by midnight, we knock in the boots. Right. What is that? That mentality. What are your thoughts on that mentality? Uh, so I would say to a man, if you're looking for a one night stand then you know, you're looking for a low vibrational woman. You're looking for a woman who don't have much value in herself because she's willing to sleep with you, even though you're a stranger. Right. There you so. Go. It's a lot that comes with that because I was just talking to uh, Sinetta about this yesterday that a lot of our young men, we lose our freedom and our life just by dealing with ratchet women who don't have good qualities and things of that nature. So I've seen young boys lose their lose their lose their careers, uh, their their you know get kicked out of college and all because they slept with a woman a one night stand, and she may have slept with multiple men at one one night or just one. But if she doesn't like what her reputation looks like after sleeping with him, she may say something like he coerced her or that she was drunk and this will ruin this man's life you know so um i can see a lot of uh, you know uh, you know adverse effects coming from just sleeping with somebody that you don't know like that you right. know what i mean so you sleeping with her for a reason she's probably sleeping with you for a reason too right do you feel like it's giving part of yourself whenever someone has uh, yeah. and of course someone is giving a part of your your energy or whatever sex is communication and we've lost we've lost we've lost that we look at it as it's simply just desire but um, man, no, you actually are, you are giving this person a part of yourself and they'll, it'll never go away. Women take on the men that they sleep with, even in personality. Oh, wow. Oh, so, yeah. Now you, you heard us, you heard probably old head say, be careful who you let braid your hair or who you eat after, right? Because spirits attract, yes. but it's, it's more like DNA. Damn. And I try to make it short, but these two scientists did an, exper- did an experiment where they were just testing saliva to see what it did. One, one scientist uh, took his saliva and put it uh, out there on the little test thing, and he went, he left, and the other scientists studied it. The, the, the scientist went on a uh, plane flight to somewhere, and the guy, the scientist who was observing the, the saliva, he noticed different interactions in the saliva at certain times, he documented those times. When he met back up with the other scientists, he mentioned to him the times that his saliva made distinct changes. And the guy had, ex- he, wrote, he wrote down whenever he was upset, if he felt any type of emotion and why, and it lined up with the time frame that he kept. So he was about to miss his flight, and his saliva reacted to that, even though it wasn't in his mouth, man. Wow. So just wow. imagine that saliva that you just spit wow. out. And that dies after about, I think it was like a 14 or 15 hours, it, it dies. But Jeez. imagine sperm inside of a, a body now where it's warm, it's, you know, yes. imagine kissing, um, smoking, uh, eating after somebody, those, what you would call germs, that bacteria, it's, it, it gets into a person. 
Jeez. So a lot of times we're, we're schizo because we got a lot of people inside of us. Man, nah, it's, it's crazy, man. A lot of people inside of us. It's, <laughs> I don't. I, I never thought about it like that, man. I never thought about it like that. Um, you ever see Avatar? They would like kind of communicate by sticking this like, like yeah, a tail. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nasty. So, right, <laughs> but that, that is actually a a kind of like a perversion of what we do. Yeah. We have sex, and we just don't know that's what sex is. So you communicating with her, like that's why you get a baby from that. Uh, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So it's made up of both of y'all. You know what nah. I mean? So it's a sacred act, and that's why that's what creates life. We wake up every day thanking God for the for the reality that we have, but really, who gave us this life was our parents. And it didn't matter if they loved each other. It didn't matter if they intended on making you. Just them having sex alone is what gave you this this reality that you have every day. So sex is a very powerful act. Um, do you feel the same way about oral sex, as far as the power sure. of it? Yeah, um, okay. it, you can even look it up. The um, what sperm does to a woman. It has many benefits to it. It has, uh, it, 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 I'm not trying to encourage <laughs> no, 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 you. Stop, you start off with the benefits. <laughs> Let's stay right there. <laughs> same, same thing with a, man, with, a man, with a man going down on a woman. A woman can feed a baby, of course, from her breast. She can yes. feed a man, honestly, from her vagina. So oh, there's man. nutrients and everything that's in that. Look it up, it'll blow your mind, man. Oh man, so yeah. next thing you say, when I'm three things you can take on a desert island. A woman, a woman, and a woman. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna be all right. We Let gonna her be, eat. You eat her. You're good. <laughs> right. right. Oh, last I gotta ask you. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, uh, dating in this AI verse now? The uh, with AI technology, uh, with just technology in general, um, the dating world today. Do you feel it's successful? Do you feel? I, I know women who don't even go on, like, um, don't look for men mm-hmm. at the grocery store or church right. anymore. They literally go online, type in their profile, and try to find a man who fits their profile. Swipe left, swipe right, whatever. What are your thoughts on that level of dating in today's world? Uh, the benefits are you get access to people that you never would have had a, had the opportunity to meet, right? And most people marry people from their own small towns where they worked and things of that nature. So I think it gives you more more people to meet, but at the same time, I think it cripples us. A man that simply just dates online, I think that he has forsaken the confidence that it takes to walk up to a strange woman and introduce himself. And that shows a lot, a lot of uh, lack of discipline in his character. You know what I mean? So for yeah. a man to, we did this as kids, we would compete to see if we could get the most numbers. Yeah. But you know that if you went to that mall by yourself, you wouldn't ask for as many numbers. At what some you point, mean? you're going to start feeling nervous. And that first girl turn you down, you'll feel nervous. And men shouldn't live in that. We should live in actions. Right. Yeah. So it don't matter if that last girl turns you down. Okay. The, the way you meet women is you got to walk up to them and talk to them. I don't care how pretty they are. That's still how you meet them. That's still how so you meet a man them. who's talking himself out of that because he thinks she's too pretty, that's feminine. And if you online meeting women, just you're not you're not doing the approach on women. Mm. And, and if a woman is just meeting men that does that, she's not meeting men who actively walked up to her and approached her. So I think she loses a lot in being able to understand who that man is and what he's about. Definitely. What is uh Sex, relationships, man, woman, woman, man. Uh, what do you feel like it'll look like a thousand years from now? It would be. It had to be based on the um, the environment that you're in. In the Western world, I imagine it would look even more bizarre <laughs> than what it would look like now. If you think now, my, my mother passed away in '84, right? Come on, man. Oh, '85. If she lived today, her mind would be blown. That's just. That ain't even that long ago. That's not that long ago, man. It's like we, we've advanced <laughs> so, so far. That's 30, that's, yeah, that's 38 um, years, 38, 37 years ago. She would be blown away. Just the world in itself of how America looks. So in a thousand years, man, we 
I don't even know if I could imagine it. Do you feel like we'll be able to fully change a man into a woman, a woman to a man with plastic surgery? Absolutely not. We are who we're born as, man. And a, a thousand years from now, you'll have a woman who calls herself a him and another woman who calls herself a him, and it'll be called a gay relationship. So you don't think, you don't, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so we, we switch a role, but we're that technically... I mean, we take, so wait, wait, you don't think they could come up with like gene splicing one day and no. figure it out? <laughs> Man, man no. man's per, a man's first pregnancy. Uh, it won't make you a woman. You're still a man. So if you if you born if you born man with with man tools, then you're a man. That's how we've always understood life, and that's just where I am based on when I was raised. So if I was born a hundred years from now, I might have the thinking of the world around me. But when I grew up, if you had a penis, you were a man. If you had a vagina, you were a woman. Now if you had a penis and you like men, you gay. That's just that's what it was. You know, okay. it wasn't you change yourself into a woman. You know, by, by removing your member. That's you're not a woman, man. You know, but that's crazy, man. Man, Kevin, uh, for those, uh, it's just been a lighting conversation, man. I, I think this is gonna be one of many, man. We definitely gotta get you back uh because uh I think you're sparking something and uh there's some young men at home, young women at home are you probably got a lot of understanding from you just now. Um sure. and I know they're gonna technically some someone might try to break down what you're saying, some might some might add to what you're saying. Um, but I can't wait to see the conversation that they have going forward with it. Um, for those that do want to get at you, for those that do want to um, follow your movement, see what you got going on, uh, tell them how can they follow you? How can they, you know, tap in with you? Sure. Kevin Wesley B underscore rise on Instagram. That's Kevin Wesley B underscore rise. Facebook is my main platform. Um, and that's Kevin Wesley B. The Evolution. YouTube is Kevin Wesley, The Truth Factory. And that's, that's another platform that I use often. I'm doing new content there. So definitely make sure y'all subscribe and follow there. Uh, and I'm on TikTok too, Kevin Wesley. There you go. Uh, any shout outs you want to give? Uh, sure. Shout out to Monica for the event. Shout out to Sinella. Shout out to Street Stars, man. This has been an amazing weekend. I can't wait to be able to come back out here and do another build with y'all, man. It was dope. Nah, man. Definitely shout out to you as well, man. We got to say it, man. Uh, you know, we don't get this often where we have these kind of conversations, but they're always enjoyable to have and a wealth of knowledge, man. So I got to say it, man. Uh, we got him in the building, man. Kevin Wesley, man. You are a real life street star, man. Yeah, let's salute that. Let's go. Shout out real street stars, nigga. Moolah. Hey.